Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Give us a subscription. We would appreciate it. We're on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, it's your team every day. Ole Miss every day. That's the mantra that we try to go by. I'm here with Tim Thomas. We're going to talk a little basketball. I know we've been in it, in the weeds in football lately, but we do need to catch up on what Chris Beard is doing with the basketball team. And, it, Tim, it actually started out with the players he got to come back. And I, th- I think that is unbelievably important for this unit. Yeah, Matt Morrell was the top one. We've talked about him many times. And, we, you know, he's a leading scorer and all that. He had kind of a troublesome year last year, his shooting touch. And I had my ideas and thoughts about that. But he uh, went to the the pro uh, days and he decided to come back, which was big for Chris Beard. Yeah, and, and, and Morrell coming back is a big thing. But I, do, I think that Jamin Brakefield, who is – seemingly taking the position of leader of this unit. Um, and he recruited. And any time somebody, like a transfer, came in for an official visit, there was Jamin Brakefield going around with him right now. So you want to talk about all-in players in the Ole Miss program, it's probably Jamin Brakefield right now. Yeah, as in football, you know, it takes that. It takes guys like that. He's one of those guys. They, you know, he transferred from Duke and – He's done well uh, this last year. He really showed me a lot more than I thought he had. He really uh, played hard on defense, and his shooting touch outside was really good. Had some kind of funny moves inside, but they went in. They always went in. He was a real good shooter. And uh, towards the end of the year, he might have been a, one of the better players. Him and Morrell were definitely two best players on the team. And I'm, I'm hoping another jump for him, and that that'll be great for the team. Yeah, and the other um, one that is coming back that I want to talk about is T.J. Caldwell. I think he's going to be a good player. He ended up starting at point guard, even though he's not really a point guard, but he can play it. He's he's more of a, a two or a swing guard type player because he's 6'4", 6'5", as it is. But Amari Abram has transferred out, so T.J. Caldwell comes back with a chance to, I don't know, get get some minutes on the floor. But once we start talking about these transfers that are coming in, all of that might change. And TJ might be like 11 on the bench after um, all of this. So I, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's talented. You're right. He, yeah. he is. Uh, I think he'll do well. I could see last year he had some splashes and he had come through and dunk one like a Michael Jordan dunk. And he, he can really shoot too. So I think he's going to jump like he. Like uh, Terrence Davis, he's going to jump a big jump from one year to the next. And Cowherd, I think they got him coming back too, Robert. Evidently, he's a good outside shooter. I wasn't sure about him. I wasn't sure where he was headed. Uh, he had red-shirted, and so I said, well, I, I didn't know what, what he could. But evidently, Beard was uh, convinced that he could help uh, in the three-point uh, part of the game. Yeah, and Lord knows the three-point shooting part of the game is something we could use some help with. Um, so if he can, he, he can do it. Maybe like we're we're still waiting to see like a waiver or something on the kid from Utah Valley, and there's still one or one other name or so that could pop. I think there's a Ford from Seton Hall that visited not too long ago, but we're at the point where the transfer season's kind of starting to slow down. And let's go through that a little bit. Starting with Brandon Murray, he started out at LSU, transferred to Georgetown. He's coming to Ole Miss, needs a waiver. Extremely athletic guy. And he's he could be a difference maker offensively from time to time, I think. Yeah, I watched highlights on all these guys we're about to talk about, and I read everything I could read about them. And everybody said he was a bucket getter. 
I remember him uh, a couple of years ago when he played at LSU before he transferred to Georgetown. Uh, he could really play freshman, uh, really shoot, take the ball the whole, dunk it any way he wanted to. Tremendous athlete, and he's going to tremendous. He's going to be a tremendous help for us. Well, a lot of people don't really know about him, but he can really play. Yeah, it should be really interesting indeed. But he was the one that he was. He was the first one, the inaugural transfer that Chris Beard was able to pull in. And you could see that, like, this was even before we were sure that Matt Morrell was coming back and other pieces. So Brandon Brandon Murray was a good piece for Chris Beard to start off with. The next one he got was somebody that has been referred to as a walking bucket from high school when he went to high school. And that's Austin Nunez, a point guard transfer from Arizona State. Um, I think he played high school basketball maybe in San Antonio or something like that. Uh, good player, good three-point shooter, and he just fits the mold of that that shifty little point guard that you see so many teams have these days. Yeah, I think he was a four-star. Uh, he's a lefty, which is a little different, uh, but he can really play. He, he uh, had a concussion toward the end of the year, I read, uh, uh, at Arizona State and didn't play for a while. So his numbers are not as good as they would be if he had played the whole year and got the – because a lot of times your freshman year and towards the end of the year is when you really get to shine. But he, uh, Beer saw something on it in him. He had recruited him before, so he knew about it. He really shoot. I saw the highlights. I didn't see the lowlights. A lot of these guys, I saw the highlights. I didn't see the lowlights. But he can really shoot a three-point shooter, uh, really takes the ball at home. And I thought for a while, I think we talked about it, he uh, he was going to be the true point guard. But I believe uh, the true point guard, maybe this other fellow you may be talking about, is a Jalen Murray. He, he's he is a point guard type guy. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to him in just a second. But right now we're gonna get tall. We're gonna get something that Ole Miss hasn't had. And and there's been years that have gone by, like years that have gone by that Ole Miss has not had a player over seven foot tall. Now we're going to have Jamarian Sharp, who is seven foot five, and I've seen him as low as seven three. But either way, that is really tall. And then Musa Cisse, who is seven foot one. So you're talking about rim protection. I think we're going to be able to do that, Tim. They are two of the top five shot blockers in the whole nation last year. We've got two of the top five. Yeah, they're very good. They're not great offensive players, but they 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 block shots. Of course, they they do a lot of alley oops. You'll see that coming. But they, uh, the CSA is a little more uh, athletic than Sharp. Sharp is more thin and and the skinny. He'll he'll get to get with the weight room guy John Riley and get to get him built up a little bit. But uh, CSA is a tremendous athlete. He was a five star that uh, went to Memphis and then he ended up going to Oklahoma State before he came to Ole Miss. But while we talk about it, CSA and Brandon Murray both have got to be they're on a waiver deal that they got to get through. Hopefully. Maybe a mental. I think what I think the athletes are using now, uh, and I'm laughing about it, but it, it, it's just how it is. But a mental health issue. They they put, they put like they got a mental health issue, or they too far from home, or whatever. And I think it'll probably all go through because I doubt the NCAA wants to be sued by anybody. I think they'll pretty well let anybody in. But those two guys, I think that's why he has that uh, Woodbury and the other kid in the portal. You were mentioned from Seton Hall. I believe he's kind of got them on standby. I think that guy's name was Alexis Yetna from Seton Hall. He, he's, I think he got those guys maybe on standby in case something uh, doesn't happen with uh, Brandon Murray and Musa Cisse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
and which the well, we'll talk about in a little bit, but the prognosis of the season would change with Murray and Cisse and with the other two. It, it would be a little bit different. But Alan Flanagan, who is the son of Wes Flanagan, who is the nephew of Jason Flanagan, Buck Flanagan, um, is going to come and do something that his brothers did not do. And that is, or his, his uncles did not do, or whatever his father did not do, because Wes Flanagan went to Auburn, Jason Flanagan went to Ole Miss, and now um, Allen is going to do both. Allen Flanagan can really play. I don't think people know about him much. I've watched him at Auburn the last few years, and they, they mixed a lot of people in, and he didn't get to play a lot of minutes. Uh, they all didn't, because he, he, he had like 10 or 12, and he played, so he didn't get those big numbers. But he can – anybody on that list, uh, they all went to the NBA and saw where they were. They tried to find out, you know, just like Morrell. He, he tested the NBA waters to see where he was and decided he, he – I'm glad he came back. We needed him bad. But also Adam Flanagan, a lot of these other guys, that's something I want to touch on really quickly. Okay. All these guys that Beard has got, and he mentioned it in his press conference, they're NBA prospects. Now, a couple of the, uh, the the freshman guys coming in, I don't know about them much yet, and Kyle Hurd, I'm not sure about. But all these other guys, they are NBA at some level, and two or three of them, I believe, are definitely in the NBA uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good basketball team he's assembled in just a, a short period of time at Ole Miss. The last transfer, well, maybe not the last transfer, but the last one that has happened, transfers Jalen Murray. He is the guard out of St. Peter's, the Peacocks. He um, is known for having a really good game and taking down the Kentucky Wildcats and being part of their magical NCAA tournament run. Uh, They love Jalen up at St. Peter's. He's from Putnam, Connecticut. And it's going to be a little bit of a culture shock for him, I imagine, when he gets down to Oxford, Mississippi. But... Um, he, he is a really good player. He's the guy that's probably going to be the point guard, the and then the backup it may be in the Austin Nunez to where you have the minutes spaced out to where Murray gets 25 to 30 and then the rest goes to Austin Nunez. I, I think that's the way that's going to go. Yeah, he could really play. I remember a couple of years ago when he played for St. Peter's when they were in the tournament. They beat Kentucky, like you said. He's really good. I've read a lot about him. Uh, I think he played a lot of his high school ball in New York. So they call him a tough guy. I've heard of uh, one guy's call him a dog. Uh, I think that's a good thing. And one of them called him uh, just a really good uh, a dude. It's a dude good. I guess dude's good now. But he, he's, he's one of those players that's tough, and he takes it to the hole, and he, he, he don't worry about what anybody says. I've watched a lot of highlights of him. He really takes it to the hole. He knows how to dish off, and he can really score. He can get up. He uh, He's going to be a big dude. That's why Beard didn't give up on him. He kept trying and trying. He knew that this guy, this dude, could really help this team, and he's going to make the big difference. As college basketball goes, the point guard goes. That's how it goes. The point guard makes it happen. He directs. He's kind of the uh, – the coach on the on the court, of course, and he he whatever Beard wants, he, he gets it to. I think they nicknamed him Juju, so I don't know if that's something we'll see later on down here in the old South, but that's what they were calling Juju. But it might be something that we'll look at. But he he's going to be the guy that Beard and and Nunez. I, I think Nunez will be good too. He's going to be super. So we we got some super ball players, all of them 
except for a couple we don't know about, are NBA-type players. They are tested the waters, but they have proven that they're at that high level. And Beard does not recruit. And he's got uh, Flanagan and Pickens out there recruiting like crazy. They don't recruit uh, low three stars or two stars or even low four stars. They're going for the high echelon, just like Kiffin, like a quarterback room. He's trying to fill it up. He's going to make these guys in practice fight. And whatever they got to do, he's going to get the top five. He don't care who they are. He don't care who their mama and daddy is. He is going. They're going to fight tooth and nail. And uh, he's got the best players that he could assemble in this point in time. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. So year one, Chris Beard, year one at Ole Miss. What are we looking at as a successful season? I think this is an NCAA tournament team, but what exactly should we be looking for? I looked at the potential schedule. Uh, they, they put it out. I tried everywhere. I tried to find it. And I finally found some of the early games. Uh, I looked on Wikipedia. Imagine that. Uh, they played Memphis uh, at home. Uh, Southern Miss away. That's going to be in Biloxi. They got Bryant, Detroit, Mercer, Eastern Washington, at Temple, then at uh, UCF. So they got several teams. And they also have a tournament coming up. Uh they were supposed to be going to the Cayman Islands, and then I uh, just saw it lately. They've changed it. Knowing Beard, he's probably trying to go to the Madison Square Garden. Probably, that's my opinion. He's trying to go big to try to get Ole Miss's name out there already to get the uh, big uh, network showing the games. But the, the potential is tremendous. Uh, we're homers, I guess. You know, uh, my oldest son calls me a boomer or whatever. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being optimistic that, 18 to 20, maybe wins. I'm thinking that. It could, it may not make it, but everywhere he's been, we talked about it. Everywhere he's been, Little Rock, uh, Texas, it took him a couple years at Texas Tech, but they always had real good seasons. So I I figure this year is going to be, you know, knocking on the door for NCAA. I think we'll get in. Who knows? We'll wait and see. But I know he's got a talented group of guys. And if he coaches the way I know he does, he's got Flanagan, Pinkins. Uh, Brian Berg, and we think maybe West Case might be that extra fourth coach that they're letting people have. Now, hopefully it is Win Case because he seemed like he, he drew those guys together. So I, I'm, I'm looking for a good year. I'm going to say 18 to be uh, be good, but I, I think that's good enough. If you get like a 9-9 record in the SEC, that's good enough to make the tournament. Yeah, and if you look at it, if you look at this roster real quick before we get out of here, you have two point guards that are true point guards that are like six foot tall-ish. I mean, Austin Nunez is like six two, but you're still in that area. You've got two giants, the rim protectors, and Sharp and Cisse. And then you have a bunch of dudes that are between like six four and six eight. And and that just means versatility. If you're looking what Chris Beard can do, that's that's what he can do. And they're going to play defense, that no middle defense. They're going to try to keep everybody away from that middle. They're going to try to push the ball to one side or the other, push it down to the baseline. They're going to be matched up, and they're going to really get into the ball. They're not going to be playing off and, and saying, oh, wherever you want to go, I'll let you go, and I'll try to follow along with you. Stay. They're going to be into this guy. They're going to be into him. That's what it's called, into the guy. And they'll be help side, and then they, they're going to have – the guys that he calls at, at, at the bottom, they're going to be called goalies like in, in, in hockey. You know who's going to be those two goalies? 
Jamarian <laughs> Sharp and Musa Cisse, they're going to be seven five and seven one goalies for this for this uh, defense, and I I believe it works. I watched a lot. I think I sent you a segment. It's a uh, really good. It's really smart, and I, and it's worked. Yeah, everywhere he's been. Anyway, to everybody else, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Subscribe there as well. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Tim, thank you so much for stopping by and do this and get us caught up on basketball. Once we get closer to the season, um, we'll have to do this again. Good deal. Jordan, appreciate you doing this. A lot of people listen to you and watch you every day, and I'm one of them. All right. Appreciate it, Tim. You have a good day, man. Howdy, Toddy. Howdy, Toddy.